Hey you heroes! Welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly, a fan cast about the card game Marvel Champions by Fantasy Flight Games. Thanks for joining us as we complete heroic deeds and thaw the villain's evil schemes. Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast all about the card game Marvel Champions. Um, I'm Americano, and with me today we have two co-hosts. We have Adderkop. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm excited for next weekend. Go ahead. Somebody yes. else, please. Yeah. <laughs> and and Crimson, how are you doing, Crim? I'm doing good. Just good. Yep, just good. Just yeah, good. Just right in the middle. So, <laughs> so tonight uh, we're gonna try and uh, we're gonna keep this episode pretty quick um obviously kennedy hawk isn't here so we don't really have much to talk about um <laughs> that's a joke we have we're going to talk about um our gambit versus rogue or our gambit and rogue episode so we're going to take a look at <clears throat> each hero kit and go through those cards briefly we'll talk about the packs we'll talk about our thoughts of the cards in the kit and um you know, the the aspect cards that we get, things like that, and how we feel like it fits into the X-Men wave and and to the game as a whole. So let's start with what was the one that came out? I guess they came out at the same time, right? So Yeah, so dealer's choice. All right. Well dealer's choice. Well then obviously we've got to go with Gambit first. Yeah, I said it. I shouldn't have said it that way, but yeah. <laughs> uh so who wants to who wants to talk about Gambit? Give us an, a brief overview of like the cards. All of us do, honestly. Well, that's that's true. That's true. Krim, you want to do you want to do Gambit since he's a justice hero? Yeah, I can do that. All right. Um, so I'll go a little bit more. Spend a little bit more time on his character card and a little less on his other cards. Fair. Um Just because I think the the most important part about Gambit is really his character card. It's it's a very unique one. So. On, on his like alter ego side, he has an action ability. Um, so he's wait, 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 wait. Tell mm -hmm. us about the body first. Tell us about the body. Like, yep. tell us about the body. He's three recovery, six hand size, nine hit points. There it is. And then uh, one thwart, two attack, three defense. But, All on the yeah. alter ego side. Well, no, on that's, that's <laughs> yeah. I wish, right? <laughs> I <laughs> that's wish. <laughs> yeah. So Remy so, is three recovery, six hand size, nine hit points. That's pretty standard, right? Yeah, for a human, yeah. Um, the action ability is quite interesting. It is an action thwart, uh, exhaust Remy, and look at the top two cards of the encounter deck. Discard one of those cards, remove threat from the scheme equal to the number of boost icons on that card. Um. That's really sick because it's more importantly, it's looking at the top two. So you, you get to choose which one you're putting back on top, and you have that knowledge that that's what's on top of the deck. Um, no, no, more importantly, is you discard one of them. Yeah, the other one is that you get rid of, you straight up remove it's one of them. So you're, like, you're like shadows of the past. No, thank you. Oh, so there's there's uh, two sides to that, right? Because you remove, you discard one of those cards. You're getting rid of that card, but then you remove threat from a scheme equal to the amount of boost icons on that card. So sometimes you're like, have you found yourselves looking at the boost icons more or the ability, the effect of the card more? 
generally boost icons unless it's like a heavy hitter like gang up or advance or yeah shadows exactly. of the past mm-hmm. it's, it's a both kind of thing you know you check. Bo- it is but but that makes this, the backbreakers. it makes this it makes this his ability so like probably probably the best ultra ego ability in the game like what? yeah it makes me not want to flip him yeah, it's <laughs> really ego. Anyway, um, I, I I don't say that like I don't want to like oh yeah every new card every new hero has the best alter like he, that legitimately could be if if not the best it's one of the best alter ego abilities in the game. Yeah, I agree. With you. Yeah, I because think. usually alter ego abilities are like you know setup abilities or they're they're they're, they're generally yeah they're they're generally very passive they're they're not. Removing threat or doing damage, generally. right, right, right. So it, it's it's a very unique alter ego ability, and I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not discounting his gambit side, which is quite amazing too. Um, even though he's a, a one, two, three with the low thwart, you would think, well, okay, he's not very good at thwarting, but because of that, because of his other side, you have the thwart pretty much on that side. Um, right. So you you could think of them as a, like a two two three, really. Yeah, functionally, I think it's reasonable. Yeah. Um, his his hand size drops down to five, like normal, still nine hit points, and then he he has a charge to card. So <laughs> as an action, you place one counter on him. You get to do that once per turn. It's just a free action. Boom! Place a counter on, and then you have a throw to card, which <laughs> Thank is. Thank you so hero. much for saying it correctly. Uh, when you play an attack event, you can remove up to three counters from from him to give that event plus plus one damage for each counter removed. Um, and I believe that's for each instance of damage on that attack card too. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Which comes into a lot of play with some of his other cards and how you want to build him too. So now, for, before before we go into those cards, this ability I just want to touch on it. How, having read a lot of uh, X-Men comics from you two, or watching the show, how thematic is this ability? I think it's very thematic. Uh, on. Like, 100% dialed in. Yeah. Okay. It was actually one of the more thematic abilities, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just, <laughs> like spot on, honestly. And I, this isn't like faux enthusiasm for it, because, you know, by all rights, I don't want to like the Gambit pack, because I think Gambit's obnoxious. But... This is this is like so on brand. Yeah, I, right. I would agree. Okay. Um, his his ally is gonna obviously be rogue. Um, four four two two three, pretty standard kit ally right now. Uh, she does come with toughness, which is great on an ally, and then she costs one less for each charge counter on your identity. So she's always actually going to be a three two two three. Because before you play her, you could just put a charge counter on on, well, on Gambit. It, the other thing too to, to note with his ability is there's no limit to the amount of charge counters. charge counters he has. The mm-hmm. limit like, is removing them. Yeah, yeah. So you can only use the charge to card once per round to place it on there, but you can store them. But if if you're storing six in a multiplayer game with me, I'm gonna smack you. Well, <laughs> like <just> use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna get really irritated over here. Sometimes, sometimes it just happens, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I had eight in my last game I was playing, like because there are no openings. 
Yeah, that's because you, you, you're not getting the cards, but if you're just storing them to store them, I'm, I'm going to be like... Mm-hmm. You're trying for Rogue? You're like, I really need that fourth charge. Yeah, I'm not, not really going to pay for Rogue this, this game. <laughs> the zero-cost Rogue, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Thieves Guild, it's pretty average here. Uh, one support, Alter Ego. Um, after you resolve your Thief Extraordinaire, that's his uh, Alter Ego ability, you can tap you can tap Thieves' skill to remove an additional threat from this game. If this removes the last threat, you get to draw a card. So there is some instances where I, I have used this card. Most of the time, I just pitch this card. Um, I use this a lot with the Justice, Justice build. See, I, I did not enjoy using this card that much. Man, I love this card. I think it's so great. Like It, it says one from a scheme. So you can like sequence your turn in a way where you fl- Thief Extraordinaire something. And then Thieves Guild to finish off something else, yep, and like I, trigger. I didn't like it's, for it's that, so cool. Yeah. It's I, so cool. I just assumed it had to be the same thing you were uh, extraordinarying from. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, oh. it's it's uh it's super versatile, and like the ceiling is free threat removal when you're in Aldrigo, which as we talked about, like you want to be there anyway. Yeah. But it, you need as a, much threat removal as you can, and since you can't play a lot of removal of stuff and alter ego well we'll get to that too <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i i really this is one of the the supports the alter ego action supports that i think is um pretty crucial like it's up there with uh spider hams honestly i'm gonna have to give it another try uh looking at it from that direction yeah yeah it's super good um his staff costs one uh when an enemy attacks exhaust his staff deal one damage to that enemy i mean it's decent it's cheap so it's it's worth getting out just because it's so cheap. Um, and you're probably going to get three to four damage out of this usually. Um, yeah, it, it's not a bad weapon. I mean, it's not super great, but it's not, you know, it's not a, doesn't cost a whole bunch and just does a little bit of work. Kind of similarly to Thieves Guild, Gambit Staff just says when an enemy attacks, exhausted. Yes. So you can intervene with something that you're not even close to, you know, that's, that's really cool. It's like him reaching it out and tripping somebody. I think yep. that's really funny. <laughs> um, then his, his armor also only costs one. And after Gambit defends against an attack and takes no damage, exhausted to ready Gambit. I actually really like his armor. And I think Gambit outside of uh, justice is really primed for protection too. Yeah, definitely. But the base three defense. Yeah. And, yeah, I think so. In a way to untap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. With the the armor, absolutely. But here's where we get to the meat and potatoes, and the other thing I like about you, Gambit. Sorry, you mean you mean the gumbo and crayfish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other thing that I really like about Gambit in protection is Gambit has a lot of damage cards, which is an area that protection could use more of. So his kit brings up the weakness that protection has naturally. Um, I'm sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Didn't say that. Didn't say that at all. <laughs> hey, I saw the opening and I ran for it. So, uh, one of his attacks, attack cards is called Charge Card. It costs two, and it's hero attack, deal four damage to an enemy. Uh, for this attack, if Gambit's throw the card ability removed at least one counter, it gains ranged. If it removed two counters, it gains piercing. Or if it removed three counters, it gains overkill. Now, question. In, in addition remove, to the previous ones. 
Right. That, that was going to be the question because I know that's going to be people going to ask that. Is, are they cumulative? Then yes. Because it says also. Pretty good. And at least. Uh, yeah, I think this 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 is great. You, you can pay two, remove three counters, and you have a seven damage ranged piercing overkill card. As a certified <laughs> boom boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get Three of them, so you're like you, you get plenty. But his other attack card, which is probably my favorite attack card that he has, called Royal Flush. It costs three. It immediately places a charge counter on Gambit, and then does zero damage to an enemy, zero damage to an enemy, and zero damage to an enemy. So this card sucks. If you just do nothing <laughs> and remove the one charge that you got from it, it's. Three damage for three, which sucks. But you also, you know, could charge before that, so that's two. And if you have an extra charge from before, I mean, you're doing three for nine damage, um, because you can you can only remove three max. Um, Zero damage three times. This is a royal flush. Now cue the toilet sound on our soundboard when this goes plus, to production. There's other cards that increase damage of cards. In, used in conjunction, you can you can really do a lot with this card. I really like Royal Flush. Let me, let me ask you this: a timing question with Royal mm -hmm. Flush. It's a hero attack action. Place one charge counter on Gambit. On his ability, on his hero card, on throw to card, as an interrupt when you play an attack event, remove up to three charge counters here, and that event deals plus one damage. So can you use? That charge counter that you place on it from Royal Flush. I'm going to remove it. What, what the spirit of the card is, and what I think the devs were trying to do, and say yes. I believe there is an argument to say no. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I actually personally don't care either way. Um, yeah. But but I just think that that's my guess is as rules as written is probably can't. But well, how? Yeah. Because How you would want to do it is place the 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 two dot thing after the place one charge. So make placing the charge part of the cost of playing part. Yeah, is how it yes. should have been. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, like intention, I think is 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 precedent yeah. here. But if somebody at the convention tries to do it, I'm going to blow a loud whistle. <laughs> yeah, there the is actually a ruling saying that you Wait. have to spend the counters first. Kennedy, you're here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. We left the back door open and he got in. Barely. <laughs> we, I snuck well, I in. Crimson, I thought we locked him out. <laughs> I so, used a justice card called Breaking and Entering. And I oh, okay. Okay. So, so we confirm. It's been confirmed. You have to. You can't use quote unquote that charge counter. Yeah. So, because throw the card ability is an interrupt, you must spend charge counters from him before resolving the ability text on Royal Flush. Yeah. Okay. So if there if there had been, like Crimson said, place one counter on Gambit arrow, then that would have been part of the cost. So maybe you could have gotten away with it. But since all the costs are played and everything on the card is in effect, you have to pay all costs before you start resolving them. Yep. So in the end position. comes back to that old rule of play it how you how your group <laughs> wants to play it. Because that's how my place. Hey, be cool. 
My biggest complaint about Royal Flush is doesn't that usually involve five cards, but there's only three cards and three damage sources in the art. So like, well, the charge plus the plus the actual card you're using. There you go. Okay, there you go. Okay, now we're getting pretty abstract here. I like this. Also, before we get too far, I have a real question for Addercop. Mm -hmm. A common question: Does Gambit only use aces? Like every card art we have is him charging an ace. (laughs) Um, What does he do with the other fifty cards? Or like. (laughs) He uh, he's actually a um, a major stockholder in Bicycle, so okay, yeah. So he, okay. that makes more so, sense to me now. No, he buys regular decks and then just increases the stock value. He's actually a pretty shrewd businessman. I thought maybe they were just easier to draw, but I couldn't remember like in the actual comics if they always are ace face. Um, anyway, sorry. Well, he's a, he's a cheater, so probably <sighs> harsh. Yeah. Aces up the sleeves. Tell that's a rogue. Never, not once. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to get in the way there. No, there. Right, where, where were you from? Uh, moving on to natural agility, which is a a defense spell that he has. When you defend against an attack, place one charge on Gambit. Arrow for each charge counter on Gambit, you get plus one defense for that attack. This card's amazing. It's so it, good. It really is good. There's only one of them, but that's the Yeah, I wish there was card. more than one. That's like my one complaint. <laughs> yeah. I want him to be even better. Is that what you're saying? You want him to be even more broken? I mean, I wouldn't no complain. Broken. No one said broken. <laughs> um, then we have Creole Charmer, which costs two. It's an alter ego action four. Remove three threat from a scheme. If this removes the last threat from the scheme. From that scheme, confuse the villain. So Great. another. Can you read the flavor text to me? How can I be the thief when you the one who stole my heart, Cherry? <laughs> can we clip that? <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. that's that's MCM that's Hall of Fame like, instantly. Oh my gosh! Oh. God, I loved it. Thank you so much, Grim. <laughs> You're welcome. It's alter ego. It's an alter ego thwart. It's that an alter ego fort, yeah. It is, and um, it's and it confuses like that's insane. Yeah, allows him to stay in that alter ego mode, and just be able to, you know, counteract the fact that the villain's scheming on you. And mm-hmm. it it's also confused, which is really good. All the more reason to stay in alter ego. Yep, and he gets uh, two of them. Oof. Then his resource card is Hero Interrupt. Uh, when you spend this card, place one charge on Gambit. Now, this one you could use with Royal Flash if you're playing by the actual rules of the game and, and use the charge from this one. And it has a, it has oh, a yellow a, and a red. A fist and energy. Yeah. So yep. it's and a, all his life art. Yeah. <laughs> got some Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he's got, the, he's got the, the Jordans on. He's ready to go. So, so. Max Jordans. So just looking <laughs> at the hero kit. Yeah, the fifteen cards. I like it. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Obviously, I, I, we've been gushing about it while you're yeah. we're interrupting you to to tell you how much we like the cards that you were talking about. So, no, no, I I I really think it's a it's a very solid kit. It's got good uh, balances. Um, no super bad weaknesses. The, I, I guess the biggest weakness is that there's only one natural agility. And that's just like a critical mass kind of thing. Like, I think they just ran out of slots. For <laughs> They're like, yeah, we've been doing 15 card hero kits. We can't really make it 17. 
they could, but I mean, I, I would have rather had a second natural agility than his staff, honestly. But you got to have his weapon, I guess. I man, I actually, I really like Gambit staff because it, you know, it can break I tough. Like it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't replace anything in the set. And like I mentioned before, I wanted to not like Gambit, but it's so good. It's got like everything. It's like it's interesting mechanically. It's powerful, and also, uh, it's got the it's got the basketball art at the end. Like, come on! I mean, He's such a charmer. I I hate to go down to two, but maybe two charged cards, two royal flushes, and two natural agil- agilities would have been the appropriate. Yeah, I could amount. buy that. I could buy that actually. And two Creole charmers. I guess I got charmed by Gambit. That sucks. Okay, well, <laughs> you know what I got charmed by. The, uh-huh. the aspect cards that came with it. Yeah, there you go. That was great. <laughs> that was a really good segue. That was, man, you're on one today, Kramer. Wow, yeah. man. This is good. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah. you, were, you were charmed by the reprints we got? Is that what you're telling I, I, us? I was charmed by the dazzling allies we got, too. Uh, well, no. they can't all be home runs, but that's fine. <laughs> we're going to move on. So he, he's got Dazzler as... Um, a uh, justice ally. She's a four two two three. Like I said, seems to be a very common stat line right now. Um, after she enters play, uh, confuse an enemy. Again, you can play her while in alter ego form. She's super great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed her with Gambit just out of the precon. Um, Bishop's a little bit harder to work in the precon, but I I have suspicions that Bishop's going to be a really good later um he costs three for a two zero and his attack does have two consequential damage and three hit points um after an enemy attacks you place one energy counter on him. interrupt when bishop attacks you can remove energy counters from him for each counter discarded this way he gets plus two attack for this attack up to a maximum of six i do really hate that maximum six part at the end yeah. there. Yeah, I do too. Um, <laughs> if that wasn't there, I'd be much happier with this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I mean, like, just he let him sit on the... charge his firearm. Right. But yeah, you just kind of let him sit, sit, <laughs> sit on the table for a little bit. Um, and then he, he's just, he's going to blast something hard. Um, I, I actually really like him. I just don't think he's really good in the pre-con. But I, I think he can be very good outside of it. Um, Which do you think he works pretty well in the precon? Because Gambit's so good at defending, you can like let him sit there and build up that mass of counters. But yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of, I kind of wish I could put him in my Gambit protection deck. <laughs> um, but you can't because he's justice. Uh, op- operative skill, which costs two, it's an upgrade. It's a skill comes with three counters, max one per player. When you thwart, remove a counter. That thwart removes an additional one threat. We've seen this card multiple times in different ways and different things. And it's 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 okay. It is what it is. I think um, this card's great for Gambit. I think, I, I think it's I think it's good for Gambit too. Um, it triggers in it. It triggers an alter ego. Yeah, it's not a hero action. I was just about to. Yeah, it's yeah. not a hero uh, interrupt. So it, it is really nice the fact that he can trigger it outside of. Uh, Outside of that, um, we also got Stealth Strike, which is kind of a staple Justice card. It's not a Justice card I use a lot, but I know a lot of people really like it. Uh, costs three, four damage to an enemy. If you defeat it, remove two thwart. 
uh, you know, pretty stable for justice decks. I, I do see them a lot in justice decks. I just tend to not run them myself. I, I don't know. But the big one, we got a new justice card called Breaking and Entering. Cost two. It's a thwart. Play only if your identity is spy or theft, which I believe the only other spies we have are Black Widow and um, Spider-Woman. Spider Woman. Spider Woman. Yep. 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 So the other two spiders. Okay. Um, action. Four. Remove two threat from the scheme. Now, again, doesn't say hero action. So you can play this in Alter Ego. Yes, something like uh, For Justice could technically remove more for the same price, but you can't play it in Alter Ego. And with Gambit, you know, depending on how you build him, you're going to probably spend a lot of time in Alter Ego. I think this is a, a staple card for Justice decks in general, being able to switch back down and then being able to still thwart on the turn is really good. I like it. I don't know about you guys, but definitely one of my favorite cards out of here. And then we got uh, a passion. If it weren't for the art, it's just hard to look at. <laughs> then we got a passion for justice, which is a justice resource, a wild resource, max two per deck. When you spend this card to play a thwart event, remove an additional threat. Pretty pretty basic ones. Um, also works in Alter Ego. Any, any of these... Um, uh, basic cards new other than hit and run. I think they're all reprints other than. Well, no, I guess hit run is a two, I think. Hit yeah, run is a reprint. Oh, okay, yeah. So just Beauty and the Beast, the, uh, the team up card. And Mutant uh, Education, right? Yeah, Mutant Education 2 is a big one, I think. For some reason, I was thinking that was a, in another pack also. Okay. Yeah, so it's the other one that you're thinking of, uh, the one with Wolverine on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Beauty, Beauty and the Thief is a two-cost uh, team-up. Uh, Gambit Rogue, maximum per deck. Deal four damage to an enemy, remove four threat from a scheme. I actually really like this card. Um, I I think it's great. Uh, he can trigger it by himself with his own ally. Uh, two for four damage and four threat is huge. Ale's oldest time, Beauty and the Thief. Yep. <laughs> Works for me. I, I like can't that. Say that. Can't say that. <laughs> They've hit their stride with the team-up cards, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so, mutant education. costs zero. Uh, play only if you have a mutant trait. Uh, alter ego action. Choose up to two identity-specific cards in your discard pile and shuffle them into your deck. If expansion is in play, draw a card. It's... Yeah, it's great. <laughs> this this uh, is when... This kind of effect right here is what we were talking about with Caleb. Um, where the X-Men, like, their theme is, like, the X-Mansion just has to be in play anywhere on the table. Yep. And you get a draw card. So you get that benefit regardless of if you have it in play or not. Yeah. Home field advantage. It's awesome. I love that. I love that theme. And how it's it interacts got, with uh, the table. It's also got Glob Herman in the art, and I think that that's worth, worth a plus one for Are me. we going to get him in the game? Uh, as a playable hero? Maybe as an ally. Probably not as a hero. Almost definitely not as a hero. <laughs> I mean, we've if seen we get, those silhouettes. Maybe he matches. I don't know. If, <laughs> if, if, we, get, if we get Glob before we get Howard, I'm quitting. <laughs> you I'm out. 
Maybe but won't, I, but I know. I know, but I can say it. Isn't Howard like the most powerful being in the universe or something? No. No, oh, okay. he's just a duck. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Honestly, the the Justice cards, they don't do that much for me. No, it's only breaking and entering in. In my opinion, Dazzler also. But I'm also not a huge Justice player. But that's fine. I just, I'll leave the Justice to you guys. The, uh, Actually, yeah, you go no, go ahead, Dan. I think breaking and entering is like the most boring card we have here. Like, it's cool. You can do something in alter ego form, and it, you know, it may be the most... to the spy or thief trait, but it's still just like pay resources to remove threat with like nothing fun. It, like, there's so much cool theme you could have done with like breaking into the villain deck and doing something, and it just became like bad for justice for spies. That they can do an alter ego, like I get it, but yeah, I mean it's it, yeah, it, it cool. may be the most boring, but it's also probably going to be the most played card. I think I think in certain some, some decks, I think with Remy, it's really important um, if you're playing him in Justice because he, I mean, in his Justice decks, he's kind of wanting to be in. Well, he can be in alter ego a lot longer than a typical hero. That's I think true. it's also really good for Scarlet. Uh, Widow or Black Widow. Yeah, don't yeah. get those two mixed up. Yeah, it lets you <laughs> it lets you sit there and uh, get your preparations and draw your cards, and still do cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I was I was chuckling while you're going through it because I had forgotten about the stealth strike art with um Wolverine in the air vents, and <laughs> it reminded me of The Simpsons where uh, Ralph says, uh, "Miss Hoover, there's a dog in the vent." And his teacher replies, Ralph, do you remember the time you saw Snagglepuss outside? And I just <laughs> I just pictured Wolverine walking through an air vent and somebody being like, Wolverine's in the air vent. And like, didn't you do you remember last time when you saw Cable outside? <laughs> it's like he was time traveling. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I think I'm losing my mind. Conitch. <laughs> Conitch. But yeah, that, that's Gambit. I I really like him. I, I definitely put him in that. A A tier ish. Um, I think he's super strong. Yeah, what do you guys think? Totally agree. This Absolutely. is probably my favorite event based hero, if I would call him an event based hero, but I think I would because he's got a lot of events. Um, oh, I, I did miss the card. Which one? Uh, X Men Instruction, along with the Wolverine. Mm, that's a good one, too. Oh, the, the back of pack cards? Yeah. So, with X-Men Instruction, cost zero. Uh, play if your identity has a mutant. Alter ego action. She's up to two X-Men allies in the discard pile and shuffle them into your deck. If X-Mansion is in play, draw a card. So, it's the opposite one. And then we also got Warwood for aggression. It costs one, max one per player. After an ally attacks and defeats a minion, exhaust it to remove one threat from this game. I actually really like Warwood. I, I think it's a it's it's well costed for what I would like for it. But I don't play a lot of aggression, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it's okay. Like uh, Ag- yeah. aggression players don't want to care about threats on scheme. I yeah, I just don't want to sink I don't want to sink cards into it and then you know, like it only triggers one time. 
and it's max per player. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, it's cool that it works and or it's cool that it, it's very like direct in what it does. And you're definitely going to be able to meet the requirements, right? You're going to have a minion knock somebody over. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. But if you all have one, no. <laughs> it, yeah, you sure. You have to play aggression, right? <laughs> no, no, the aggression player can it. hand them out. Can they? It doesn't say that you can play it for other people. So I think kind of like uh Oh, it doesn't. You're interrogation right. Interrogation room, you're stuck like yeah. only being able to play it for yourself. Yeah, why well, I have one per player. I, I tried to build a deck with this with Thor and I like Voltron Tigra so that like every time Thor summoned a minion, she could just murder it and remove threat. And it worked pretty well, right? So if you're gonna run like ally aggression builds, I think War Room can be okay. But it's still like real low impact, right? Like being able say, to pop one thwart off a turn is not. Thor's not going to save the game, right? <laughs> Until it does save you the game. No, I'm just kidding. Until it does save you the game, that's true. <laughs> but what you're if... probably better off in aggression, spending that one resource to deal damage faster to the villain. Yeah, yeah. What if I just like put put the villain on their head instead? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hulk. <laughs> I know. I I think that uh, Gambit's hero kit and his. The, I think the whole pack's pretty good. I think the hero kit shines. Like I'll probably not use many of the the justice cards. Um, that's just my playstyle. But he's a fun hero. I've had fun. I've had a fun time playing with him. He's he's top. He's top five for me. Actually, he might be yeah. number five of all the heroes I'm- we have. I mean, he's, he's definitely in the top X-Men for me. In yeah, the top. I'm just below Storm still. I really like Storm. Um, I really don't. <laughs> you're missing out. You're missing we'll out. play some time, and awesome. I'll, I'll let the villain kill you when I play Storm. It'll be really fun. If we're going to go Thunderstorm, good luck. <laughs> if you're playing Storm, I'm probably going to die to Storm. <laughs> no, I, I think that I, I'm excited for the thought of operative skill, right? Like warrior skill and aggression, like now that we have the events that synergize with it, mm-hmm. seems to be like a key card for a ton of decks. And I feel like eventually we're going to get there with operative skill, where you want to spread a bunch of thwart out with multi-thwart events. Um, but there's just not a lot of that yet, right? So maybe someday operative skill will be a little bit better. Um, but right now it kind of it, it gets held back just by... Not having the card pool. But, and you know, and it also, it's a good pack, and it comes with a uh, a mod set too, which is nice. I always like them when yeah. they come with mod sets. All right. On to the uh, other. Did you did you say your thoughts on it? No. Um, more or less. Like okay, like I said, I, I originally didn't I didn't want to like Gambit, but he's a ton of fun. He's got a cool mechanic, and he is an interesting character to play. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more games with him. I think he's my second favorite X-Men character so far. Behind Wolverine. There. I should have known that. Yeah, you should have known that. Yeah, it, it goes Wolverine, Cyclops, then Gambit for me. All right, let's go over to Rogue. Kennedy Hawk, since you weren't here, I'm going to let you and Addercop fight over who gets to go over I already Rogue. have my finger on my nose. I mean, you made that joke when we were planning this show. You were like, if I can't be there, it's not a big loss because I don't really want to play the other one, just Gambit. And I feel the exact same way. I got it. I got we're, it. I'm good. Okay, good. Let's not yeah. like dump on it too, on her too much. No, no, no. Uh, there's, there's nothing to dump on. Like, I, actually, 
I'm glad that I'm doing this one because there's a very significant point that I'd like to make about her, her kit. Fair. Um, Let's do it. Let's okay. hear it. We're good. Good. Yeah. And it, I just I was just waiting to respond because I wanted to see the heat build up a little bit first, but I was going to do it anyway. So here we go. <clears throat> All right. So we've got Rogue. Well, we've got Anna Marie first. She, on her alter ego side, has a three recovery. She's got the mutant keyword. Uh, she's got 11 hit points and a hand size of six. Uh, set up, set your touch to upgrade aside. Uh, withdrawn, forced response. After you change this form, set touch aside. So we'll get to that in a second. On her hero side, she's got a pretty pretty uh, balanced 2-2-2 two, two, two stat line with a uh, hand size of five, as you'd expect. She's got the X-Men keyword. Oh, sorry. Her alter ego, she has the mutant keyword. Her hero, she has the X-Men keyword. Um, she's got skin contact. Action, attach touch to another character. You gain each of the attached character's traits until the end of the round. Limit once per round. Force response. After the player phase begins, find touched and set it aside. So put it back into that wherever wherever uh, zone you, you'd like to put it. So what is touched? Into the void. Into the... Wow. Uh, so touched is uh, an upgrade. It doesn't cost anything. It, you can, you've already heard how to apply it. Uh, if touched is attached to a minion, Rogue gains overkill. If it's attached to a villain, she gains retaliate one. If it's attached to an ally, she gains the aerial trait. And if it's attached to a hero, she gains stalwart. Obviously, keep in mind that she can't attach touch to herself. Um, so in solo, you, you can't get her stalwart, but oh well. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is cool. I like, I like the use of the mechanic, and unlike Valkyrie, where you have to pay for her death glow all the time, you just get to attach it, reattach it, put it where it needs to be, and you, know, you get the decision-making to sort of like set your turn up. Um, going straight into the cards. Yeah, going straight into the cards. Um, of course, her signature ally is Gambit. Uh, he is a three-cost ally with two thwart, two attack, one consequential damage for both of them, three damage, and the X-Men keyword. He enters play with three charge counters on him. A little better than the hero in that way. Um, he's got the interrupt. When Gambit attacks, remove a charge counter from him, deal one damage to an enemy. So, pretty awesome. He can break tough. He can break multiple toughs. Um, and uh, it doesn't cost him extra damage. It doesn't do extra like, consequential damage to do it, so you just want to make sure that you're getting the most out of all your charge counters. And he's cheaper than most of the kid allies we've been seeing lately. Mm-hmm. At yeah. three instead of four. Yeah, he's really good. Even even Gambit's allies is powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. Someone <laughs> likes Gambit. Yeah. And it ain't Anarchop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I think true. that art on Gambit is amazing, though. Yeah, that's super like uh, super like overpowery art. Yeah. I can I can see why you'd like it. Although um no good. By far the best art out of anything we've seen so far has been Anna Marie. That art on Anna Marie is phenomenal. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the face in the corner of her cards. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, uh, I I I would definitely be more interested in what comic that, that Anna Marie comes from because I love that art style. It that's is commissioned. It's yeah, that's the, commissioned. Uh, same artist that did Nova's alter ego and hero art. Yeah, yeah it's and great. Somebody, somebody spray cream off. Um, so <laughs> we've got uh, Rogue's jacket. It's a one cost upgrade. Uh, while touch is attached to a friendly character, she gets plus one thwart. While touch is attached to an enemy character, she gets plus one attack. Uh, I like the jacket a lot. I, I feel like the jacket really helps her. I, yeah, I'm so glad that we got the jacket and not like her gloves because the jacket is very stylish. Yeah. <laughs> and that smirk she's and like i know yeah. i know this jacket's yeah. awesome 
Yeah, yeah. The smirk is nice. Like you dusted up my jacket, Shug. Um, we've got three copies of Going Rogue, which is a two cost, um, two cost thwart event uh, with the superpower and thwart keywords. Hero action thwart, remove three thwart from a th scheme. If Rogue has aerial, remove two additional threat. If she has retaliate, confuse an enemy. If she has stalwart, draw a card. This is just go around. Um, yeah, this seems like rate. a very strong card. Three with a confuse is a good rate. Three with draw a card for two is a decent rate. I, I guess it's pretty good. Like clear the area is one, but you have to clear the area. So um, I guess this is, this is still still fine. Yeah, there's there's really like no loss on this one. And again, you'll never get the draw card if you are playing so. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, then we have the the complementary event, which is Southern Cross. It is a three cost. Uh, attack event with the attack and superpower keywords. Um, hero action, attack, deal six damage to an enemy. If she has aerial, it's two more damage. If she has retaliate, you stun the enemy. And if she has stalwart, you draw a card. Um, so same kind of thing, where if she's aerial, do more of the thing you're doing. If she has retaliate, give a status token. And if you have stalwart, draw a card. Pretty cool. Um... Also, that's that's probably my favorite art in the set. Is her just land saber tooth out? I mean, it's um, great art. it is great art. And uh, we've also got two copies of energy transfer transfer, um, which is a two cost event with the hero action uh, with a superpower keyword and the hero action attach attach touch. That's really hard to say. Attach touched other than rogue and deal two damage to that character. Heal two damage from Rogue and ready her. You gain each of the attached characters' traits until the end of the round. Um, it's cool. I really you, like the ready part. Yeah, yeah, and being able to move the touch around is is pretty cool. Um, I think in my first my first game with her, I was like, I don't even know what to do with this right now. So you know, mid turn, I'd be like, Oh no, I should have put it over here. So it's nice to have a card that can actually fix it and not let you cheat. Um, also, she's on the basketball court, which is presumably where Gambit was with his uh, resource card. So that's cool. Yeah, and one hundred percent. I see you could be doing with this is like maybe you have touched on an ally, and to, to get you know aerial for a couple of those other things, and then you want to move it. This this allows that that move. Um, obviously, you don't want to move this to an ally because you'll kill their ally most likely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems yeah, like definitely. a really good card. Yeah. I just don't yeah, know about all these uh, traits she's gaining. You can you could have it attached to like a friendly character to get the plus one thwart from the jacket and then move and move it to the plus one attack by putting it on an enemy and then really like uh tee off with the aerial. Or vice versa, sorry. Like you were saying. But maximizing the jacket is my point. Um, we've got two copies of her defense event, Bulletproof Bell. It is a one-cost uh, event with the keyword defense and superpower. Um, hero interrupt, defense. When an enemy with touch attached to it attacks, prevent all damage from that attack and gain a tough status card. Really good. Yeah, this card's crazy. This card's, this card's crazy. Um, I really like it. Um, and it's, it's, very, it's very simple. It's, it's basically what you would expect to be doing with uh, Deathglow, honestly. And uh, it's not what happens with Deathclaw. <laughs> yep, it's just the the doubling up effect, the preventing all the damage and then gaining tough. Right, right. Sort of like um like webbed up, but it doesn't cost four. You know. Yeah. It stops yeah. functionally two attacks. 
Um, and then my favorite that's, card that she's that's got. That's my favorite art in that in that that perspective is really cool for bulletproof bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <clears throat> uh, at the bottom, or sorry, the last the last cards we've got is uh, superpower adaptation, which is a zero cost event, also with superpower keyword. Uh, so for for those of you keeping score at home, all of her cards have superpower. Or all of her events, at least. So that's pretty cool if you're looking for a place to put a uh, deft focus. Um, so superpowered adaptation. Uh, hero action. If touch is attached to a friendly character, search its owner's discard pile for an event that belongs to the same classification as that character. Identity specific, aspect, or basic. Because basic is not an aspect. Add that event to your hand. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, so this is the important part that I wanted to mention. Rogue can grab Hulk smash. Ah, uh, there you go. That's where <laughs> we're going with this. This is where it was and all can leading play up. play it for Hulk. Is that how it works? Can play it for herself and Hulk smash. And you can play this one solo. You can put it on your own ally. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you, if you, if you had Gambit out, you could attach this to Gambit and then grab your own other cards. But if you needed like another copy of Southern Cross or something like that. Um, but, but most importantly, your Hulk smash, your Hulk can smash, and then you can also Hulk smash. And really, it's just, it's all Hulk smash economics. Uh, also, I like this That's art because she's like throwing Colossus' skin. Yep. <laughs> so, pretty, pretty just cool art on this one, too. You know, just for a second. Yeah. Just going to come in and check in. I'm just saying, you, you put this on a She Hulk and you take split personnel. That's yeah, yeah, that's super good too. Like this, this card is really interesting, and it's it's the type of card where if it's in your hand and you don't use it at the end of the turn, you actually just want to hold on to it. Well, yeah, although you have three copies of it, cards. it's pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. That's rogue. That's rogue. That's that's her kit. I was sorry, I was like just thinking about what you could do with multiple superpower adaptations, and I think it could be pretty cool. But um, yeah, so going into the aspect cards on the back of it, these are protection cards. Green, so Americano, you all these. <laughs> we can actually just cut the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's just, I mean, we, we're getting Iceman, Karma, and, and, yeah. and Armor. So There's some good stuff here. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll happily take them. So, <clears throat> all right. So the, we have those three allies. Iceman, three costs, one thwart, two attack, three, three health. Um, X Men trait, Ice Man. <clears throat> excuse me. Let me get a drink. Not allowed. Oh, he just wanted to go get one. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I have water. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Ice Man. <laughs> Ice Man enters play with three freeze counters on him. Response: After an, a minion enters play, remove one freeze counter from Ice Man. Stun that minion. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, Americano, how much? How much do you have to pay for the for the for the uh, counters for Iceman? How much do you have to pay for them? Yeah. Are you setting me up for a joke that I don't care oh. right now? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally missing it right now. So, so, so they I don't, don't know. They don't they're freeze. They're freeze. Yeah. They're they're freeze. Cut, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was that bad that I didn't even see it coming. And and you get you get free of them. 
They're yeah, translucent, okay. though. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. So, I mean, we've seen stuff like this before, but that's three stuns. Yeah, you're only stunning minions, but and they have to be different ones, right? Because when they enter play. Um, but you're going to keep him out there. Yeah. He's I like way I like when when they build allies to keep to keep him out there. So Karma is yeah. not one that you keep out there. Um just say I mean, he, he works for, well with for a minute she is, but all right, so Karma's a four cost, zero thwart, zero attack, one health. And that's it. No, I'm just that would be really <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> That'd be really bad. Uh response after you play karma from your hand, choose a non-elite minion. While karma is in play, take control of that minion and treat it as a controlled ally with a blank text box. Its thwart is equal to its printed scheme and takes two consequential damage after it thwarts or attacks. So we've seen this type of thing with um who was it? One of the one of the villains or the, the modular sets. Didn't uh, Phoenix have a card like this? Yeah. Mind control. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Mind control. It's a, it's a little spinny. They they seem to like value this effect as a very high cost, even though I don't think it is. How many? How many? Hit, what's the highest hit points we have for a non-elite minion? Go seven, eight. For non-elite? Oh, non-non-elite, probably like eight. five. No, it's eight. Eight. I'm at Who it right is now. it? It's a Sentinel Mark Eight. Oh, okay. It's not elite. It's yeah, it's big. It's a three three scheme, three attack, eight HP sentinel. That would be that would be a good target for this then. Because you're getting a couple what, like four or three activations, a block with it, and then a block with her. Actually, it also gets it also gets an attachment when it comes into play. So if it gets the attachment and then you grab it, you could also have like a stun beam on it or like a unit upgrade on it, so it's got ten HP and retaliate one, like that's, yeah, a, that's like that's pretty nuts. <laughs> that's magical Christmas land. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. I've been playing a lot of Sentinels lately. It happens. That's definitely something that I'll try and do. Focus on getting her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's be honest. Most likely for me, it'll be an Ultron drone, right? <laughs> it'll be well, an Ultron. Why would you do that? <laughs> so I'm uh, not gonna let her sit in my hand. I've got to yeah. find out. And then you got. Then you got armor, a two cost ally, one thwart, one attack for and two health. Play only if your identity has the X Men trait, and she gets toughness. So pretty like straightforward ally, but also my favorite of the yeah, three. I, I love her. Agree. Um, she's a toughness with a two cost toughness ally. is just really good. Um, yep. and and it fits in protection. So we have a reprint of Unflappable, and it's. Pretty much, I'm pretty sure they just put um, Cyclops skin on Daredevil in the same art. They just put him in, in a new suit. <laughs> like, no, no, that other unflappable, he's being held by the hand or something, right? So, um, we have uh, a Judoka skill. Is that a reprint? That's not a reprint, right? Nope. Two cost upgrade. Yes. Uh, three has uses, so three judo counters, and it's a max one per player. So you have an interrupt on it. When you defend against an enemy attack, remove one judo counter from here. Arrow, that enemy gets minus two for that attack. 
It's actually um, really strong because it's a minus two and not a plus two defense. Uh, so there are enemies that say, you know, that have effects based off of their attack and stuff like that, uh, or at least villains. Um, it's not going to come in very often, but yeah, it's, I mean. And, I mean, for me, the biggest benefit is that it doesn't have to, you don't have to use it. I mean, right. I guess that's, there's, there are a lot of upgrades that you don't, but the fact that you can keep it sitting on the table and that's pretty helpful. And then another reprint, Preemptive Strike. Um, and then we have a an event, Not Today, a one-cost event. Uh, hero Interrupt Defense, when your hero defends against an attack, it gets plus two defense for that attack. If you take no damage from that attack, remove two threat from a scheme. I think this one's actually really good for protection. Um, yeah, especially if you're doing if you're doing a a defending protection, um, and you and you need that extra threat removal. I mean, if you're playing solo protection, what are you doing? First of all, no, I'm just kidding. I do that actually a lot. Um, I like this of... one because you can target any scheme, but to me, it feels sort of like a bad jump flip, right? Jump flip is just avoid two damage and remove two threat if you pay with a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to like. You don't. You don't have to take. You no don't damage. have to defend and take no damage and mm-hmm. all this other nonsense, right? You can still keep your hero activation to do whatever you want with next turn. So it just feels like a little less versatile than uh, jump flip. But you could have both of those in your deck. You and sure, and, and you could spend six cards defending every round. Sounds like a fun time. <laughs> and jump flip doesn't have this cool art on it. So I mean, yeah, that's true. Starts awesome. You're just excited about Colossus. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then we have a defensive energy card. Um, it's a resource. Max 2 per deck. Hero interrupt when you spend this card to play a defensive event. Draw one card. So... It's, it's decent in those uh, heavy defense decks. Yeah. There you go. Those are the, those are the protection cards. Overall, overall, I think the, the biggest benefit are the allies. <clears throat> that we get um but yeah i mean i mean i buy like if it was just me i'd buy this pack alone for armor like that's really yeah i think that's an an amazing ally i mean no i mean she's she's good but the whole pack just for just for armor i mean i'm gonna use the other stuff too so but i wouldn't just buy armor armor first you know like i just told you that, that karma can hijack a 10 HP Sentinel <laughs> with retaliate one and three attack, I mean, and you're like, it. Yeah, I'm gonna try armor's it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> armor's cool, I guess. I mean, All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't think Karma's very good. Four costs to remove a minion conditionally, and then you take up two ally slots with it. I guess sure. your protection, so you're defending a lot, so you don't care. Well, you can um, get rid of her, though, right? Like, you don't have to keep her around. Oh, while she's in play. As you long do. as she's in play, right? So you yeah, can't it's... jump with her. Concussive blow kills her, and the the minion comes back and starts punching you again. I guess that makes sense. So but Iceman's cool, too. Iceman's just bad Hawkeye, isn't he? What? How can you, yeah, what's a double negative going to get us? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'm just saying Hawkeye costs three. I get that it's in leadership, but it's a very similar ability. But you get four arrows, and you shoot something for two as it comes in. So you can stun right. the minion, and then you still have to deal with it eventually, or you can like 
either kill it or weaken it up so it just leaves play, and then you don't have to worry about it at all. I'm just saying but, bad um, Hawkeye is redundant. No, I'm ignoring <laughs> that comment. And <laughs> Hawkeye also isn't an next. <laughs> Not yet. Not with that attitude. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, um, I have a minor gripe with defensive energy. Um, okay. The way that the beam is leaving her head. So, like, typically a telepathic beam in comics is coming from, like, the forehead, right? Yeah. Not, and this not is, like, top. crown. Is that, this actually looks like she's just getting, like, hit in the head with a laser beam. Like, <laughs> I mean, that it is defensive energy. Maybe she is getting hit in the head. Oh, you know what? You're probably right. Okay. We're cool, then. We're good. It's not, <laughs> it's not psionic energy, right? Right. right. Retracted? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not purple. It's blue. So, it, it, it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah. No, Crim's totally right on this one. Uh, she's deflecting with her hair. <laughs> we got... <laughs> We got some um, basic cards. We got Moira McTaggart. Um, she's a two-cost support. We don't have her before, right? No. Nope. Okay. Yep. Uh, she's, a persona. she's a persona, and you play only if your identity has the mutant trait. She has a response. After a mutant alter ego changes into hero form, exhaust Moira McTaggart. Arrow, that hero's controller, draws one card. She's better in multiplayer, obviously. Um, but she's still decent. I'm just... The, the question is, are you going to waste three cards in a turn to get this on the board? Yeah, if, if you're, it's like first or second turn, yeah. If you're a team player, you will. I think if you're a flipping hero, you definitely will, right? Yeah, He's not a like, that's, that's, an, that's an obvious. If, if that is your goal of your deck, is to flip all the time, then yeah, definitely. Or, or if the if you're playing a table full of mutants, for sure. Like, I mean, obviously, like you said, Crimson, you're going to get more more bites at the apple, right? If you yeah, have more yeah. players, that's the yeah, that's kind of where I'm I'm coming from. I'm like early game, much more likely to play this. Late game, I'm more likely to use it as a resource. And that's then, and we have the X gene. Which is a one cost upgrade. Love it. Uh, play only if your identity has the mutant trait, max one per player. It's, it has a resource ability on it. Exhaust one, or exhaust X gene. I read one, max one per player. Exhaust X gene, arrow, generate a wild resource for an identity specific event. And it also has a wild resource on it. So, um, so your extra copies you can just use for wild resources. You can use for dropkicks. <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm just going to say that. Um, Nova is a mutant, and just include it in my Nova decks. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that that's. Uh, I don't think it's gonna work. So I, I like the theme of X gene, right? You're using your X gene to like push your identity specific mutant power. But is this card ever stupidly busted? Right, clarity purpose was already busted. This is just more nonsense and throw it into basic. <laughs> like, yeah, I I I've struggled to build an X Men deck. And not just include this card. Like it's just an auto auto include. I also think it's funny you can use this to power up uh, Cyclops' tactical brilliance because that's now part of his (laughs) identity. So theme broken. Really? It's an event. It's an identity specific event, right? Oh, oh, I was thinking. I'm sorry. I was thinking something different. Yeah, that that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, the the art is like super messed up on this one, though. I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, as usual, I'm I'm looking at the art first. Um, so in the art here, you've got Cyclops like like knocked out or whatever, and you've got Rogue. He's D E D. 
borrowing his yeah borrowing his his eye beams right but if that's the case then shouldn't it be called x scott and if it's x gene shouldn't it be phoenix dead stop (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna say there should be flavor text of like rogue screaming gene but no that's for gene therapy okay fair oh man all right and then Uh, that was good kennedy what are what's the backup pack leadership cards because i don't do leadership Oh, best card of the cycle here. We've got Med Lab, another visit from Glob Herman. So big, the absolute Med Lab. <laughs> they need to get as many Glob cards as uh, like art in the, as they can. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite generations of X Men. So we've got a Knoll, Rock Slide, Glob, Pixie, bunch of cool characters. Yeah, Wolverine uh, X Men Suite. One cost support, Med Lab location, max one per player. Response: After an ally is defeated by consequential damage, exhaust Med Lab. Place it here. Limit one ally at a time. Alter Ego action, exhaust med lab, play the ally here as if it were in your hand, it enters play exhausted. So it has summoning sickness. It has uh-huh. summoning sickness, which is totally fine because it looks like when you put this into your deck, you're planning to not chump with your allies, which I love, right? That's mm-hmm. a new thing that they need to push more of is expending your allies with consequential damage. And you can like between this rapid response and regroup, an ally should just never enter your discard pile, which is good because you shouldn't just be throwing them away, right? They're your friends. Also, really good allies to use this with, with like Goliath and stuff like that, and allies that kind of kill themselves when they do big attacks. Yeah, nothing here is limited to X Men, so you can put this yeah. with Guardians allies. You can put this with Spider Man allies. I guess there's no leadership ones of that. Um, but all sorts of, yeah, yeah, Giant Man, Goliath. Just make sure they get defeated by consequential damage, and you're good to go. Yeah. I like that. I like that you've made that connection where they have some some of these cards that aren't trait locked. Or, I mean, those are fun, right? Like, they're helping me. Yeah, because a, a lot of this wave has been pretty trait locked, but there's a couple yes. cards in each pack that aren't. And I really appreciate that. Like you mentioned Dazzler and Professor X we saw in Gambit's pack as well. So that's two allies that you can put in any Justice deck, one in any basic deck, that gives solo players access to Confuse. Now, thematically, like whether Professor X would actually be helping someone like Captain America, who knows. But I like the options we're being given that aren't super trait-locked. Iceman, and maybe not so much Karma, but, you know, Karma exists. Armor is trait locked, right? So play only if your identity has the X-Men trait, which makes sense because she's a really, really strong ally. Um, So you've got to put some kind of limit on there. But overall, we're getting a lot of... They're sneaking in a lot of non-trait locked cards, which I really appreciate. You have to keep Iceman as not trait locked so that you can pair him up with Spider-Man. I think that's important. And you can put him in a... Yeah, there you go. Let me ask you this, Kennedy Hawk, with MedLab. Um, what's the what's your favorite combo that you've that you've had with this card? I mean, for me, I just keep using this to recycle Beast because he's in the art, right? Yeah. So he pays for himself, sort of. Um, he rebates himself. Yeah. If you run this with uh, command centers, which I think is like a two-cost leadership support that lets you ready an ally. I've uh, I've seen people 
like use this with Nick Fury, and they just spam him, and then use Command Center twice. So he comes into play, he oh, deals man, that's more. So sweet. He swings three times for six more, and they put him back in the med lab, and they're like, "All right, I just got to get my command centers built up again, and then we're going again for ten, Nick." Um, I think that's <laughs> hilarious, right? It's it's wombo comboy, but that's that's the play style I live for. So that's going into my my Spider Woman Justice deck. Just, sorry, so that would have to be that would have to be what a uh, two player game, right? Because that's no, a Justice means... card. Nope she she plays no, leadership command centers justice. leadership, yeah. Yeah. Like, the deck already kind of does that with Agent 13 and Command Center just kind of going nuts. But, uh, yeah, now there's now there's a little bit more longevity built into it. One get ready, you can do it with Maria Hill, right? So, yeah. play her every Are other you turn. You command Team? Command what? Command Team? Maybe that's what it's called. I don't know. No, it's... Uh... Command Center is a Justice card. I don't even know what that is. The one where you ready things. Command team. That's the one. Adderkop and I okay. We said it right the whole time. It's yeah, got a big Hell Yeah Carrier on it. Yes. <laughs> hell Yeah Carrier. Um, no, I think that's pretty good. I will say MedLab is really slow. So, like, it can be fun, and it can lead to these really combo plays, but you've got to let the ally be defeated by Consequential, and then you place it on MedLab. Then you have to be in Alter Ego form and exhaust MedLab, and you still have to pay for the ally, so you're not playing it like for free out of the MedLab. Um, so it's it's very, very slow. And you can only have one out, so it's not like with Quinjets. You could have like three Quinjets all building time counters. You can have one MedLab. You can't like you can't go full Dark Beast Mad Scientist and have like four MedLabs, right? Um, unfortunately. <laughs> Sub-level one, two, and three. Yeah. That's what you really want. Yeah, that's that's how you know you've made it, honestly. Uh, I don't think about Rogue. Yeah. What are we saying about her? Um, I think she's cool. I give her give her a B because maybe because I'm I'm too dumb to sequence my plays. But um, I feel like she's she's like on brand. Uh, she does some some cool stuff. I'm just like I'm just not crazy about playing her. I think. All right. So my two things are. The fact that she her touched takes traits like that just seems weird to me. Um, and, and they really have no bearing because most traits are honestly deck broken stuff. Yeah, and, and for, that to me is like an extra layer that I don't really want to get into in. Like building a deck for the possibility of using a card that's trait locked that I have to go access. You know what I mean? Like, I know that people will will do. I'm sure people have done that. And yeah, I I'm sure there's a rogue Guardians of the Galaxy deck out there somewhere. There's that, there's definitely cool things you can do, right? Like Hella has the Mystic trait, I believe, and so does Spiral, maybe. So you can put Spiritual Meditation and all those good Mystic cards in your rogue deck because you can always touch the villain. Um, but I've tried decks where, like, I include Brother Voodoo, because I'm like, oh, I have three Mystic allies, I'll definitely draw into them early, and then I, like, never see them, right? So then I have a bunch of Mystic cards in my hand, and I'm like, well, I guess these five cards are resources until I find an ally, finally. Um, which can be really frustrating. So it's, Yeah, it kind of depends on who you're playing, right? Yeah, I think if you're building with, like, your whole team, and you're like, oh, my friend's gonna play Doctor Strange, so I can you know, get Sorcerer Supreme on Rogue, 
that seems great at first, but then you're like, oh, but then the player that's playing a Mystic that probably put Sorcerer Supreme in their deck can no longer play it because it's unique, um, which is a bit of a bummer too. I do think it's going to give Rogue a lot of room like to grow, right? As new traits come out, we saw X-Force is coming in the next box. Um, so, you know, you can make Rogue work with any X-Force shenanigans that happens, which is really cool, right? It's like a free honorary whatever. Um, but in, I don't know. I've I've had mixed responses with Rogue. I, I, I think have, I'm just yeah. I think I'm just more of I want to play a more straightforward character, and so I just would I'll pick up Gambit over Rogue ten times. Definitely. Out of yeah. Not, I think... not saying that I, I'm not saying that Rogue's bad, right? I'm just saying like for me, if if you give me the option, you're like. Hey, hey, Americano, you want to play Gambit or Rogue? I'm going to choose Gambit every time. I think Rogue's a very strong character. Like, strength-wise, she's probably A-tier. All of her events do amazing things, and they do them well. So it's hard to rate her lowly for strength. For me, for fun, like, Rogue is probably last of the eight X-Men, just because... Because her hero events and cards are so strong, like we were raving about superpower adaption, and while that would be fun to play Hulk smashed with it, typically I'd rather just grab one of my own cards back and not worry about keeping track of what is in everybody else's discard pile, right? Like um, you said, I don't want to have to like ask the other four players or three players at the table to constantly read the contents of their discard pile to me, because that'll be super frustrating. Dan, um, Dan, I know that you play competitive card games. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is a phrase that comes up very frequently. You just, just treat it like that. Just say, uh, can I check Can <laughs> yeah. I check your discard? Can I see your discard? Card count. Can judge. Card count? Judge. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, like just, get your head, just get your head in the game, Dan. Come on. No, it's just, to me, it's not fun. The, the think... main complaint I have is we talked about, I, I scoffed at it earlier, because you said they kind of finally figured team-up cards out. They've hit their stride. But you know what really makes me mad is you'd think that Gambit and Rogue would be like a great two-player team-up. But if the other player is playing Gambit, you can never play touched on a hero-specific card in that game because they can't play Rogue and you can't play Gambit. So it removes like a giant option feature from Rogue. Ooh. Yeah, um, think which about that. that's funny. And they came out at the same. I mean, at the and they same came time. out at the same time. Like they were clearly playing together. So to me, that's like very frustrating because I know at least what we did is we immediately tried to play them together. And then I was like, oh cool, I want to go grab this card from my discard pile, or I want to grab one of your cards. And then I'm like, oh, all I can grab are your stupid justice cards. I don't want those. Right? Okay, well, obviously um, you needed somebody playing Hulk at your table. That's your fault. We did. So, so that's the other thing, is there are really cool things you can do, right? Americana likes Nova, so you know what's really cool is Rogue can grab Unleash Nova Force from your discard pile huh. and then play it for you. And Unleash Nova Force doesn't impact Rogue at all, but it like it's basically every turn she can allow Nova to have played Unleash Nova Force, which everybody always complains. It's like you can't build around it because you'll never draw into it at the right time. It'll be in your discard pile. Well, Rogue's like, I don't care. I'll play it for you. So there's well, there like go. really good, really good partners for Rogue, right? Um, but when I'm playing Rogue and I get to see the other people having fun while I like <laughs> pay taxes for them, I'm just like, no, oh, this is 
this is not as fun as I want so it to be. So right? what you're telling me is you're you're gonna be the person that hands rogue to somebody to play, so you can play someone. Yes, else. I am bringing a spare rogue deck with my Nova deck to Account of Heroes. No, <laughs> no, but there are really cool two card combos you can do with it, and you have to search for them. Like Hulk Smash is a really really cool one. Unleash Nova Force is a cool one. Um, but to me, the like overhead of it is almost not worth the payoff when rogues cards are just like so amazingly good on their own that's my my soapbox i'm done all right no, i hear you it makes a lot of sense there's not a punchline to that that's it that's, so there are, th- <laughs> that's there are thoughts let us know why we're wrong uh or yeah. let us know what you you know why you agree with us um and you know, let us know also which of these two you think wins. Obviously, all four of us. Well, I made my I thoughts clear. <laughs> I made my thoughts clear. I, I vote on Gambit. Uh, oh, yeah, if you had to choose far. one, which one? Are you ta- which one are you taking? Yeah, Gambit, Gambit, hands down. Yeah, it's Gambit. Yeah. So, not that not that we think Rogue's a bad hero, but um, certainly not. Uh. So who you, we'll let yeah let us know who you're who you're taking between the two and why we're horribly wrong. And if you've got opinions on these heroes, uh, as of this recording, next week we'll be at Con of Heroes. So why don't you come and say it to our face? Huh? There you go. Well, that was that was awfully threatening. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you you got an opinion, why don't you come say it to me? Huh? I'd love to talk about it. Hopefully, we'll get this this episode out so you can listen to it on the way. Yeah, this is this will come out that week at Kind of Heroes, so you'll get to listen to it. Download it for your flights. That's right. Make the whole plane listen. <laughs> Forget your headphones. Download it. Play it out of your phone. <laughs> say you're going to meet these guys, and they're going to say, stop. <laughs> There's nothing better than sitting next to someone on a plane and then just talking to them about Marvel Champions for three hours because you're excited and about Kind of Heroes. Teaching them how to play and stuff. Definitely recommend. Definitely recommend. Yeah. Yep, definitely do that. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Marvel Champions Monthly. If you liked this content, be sure to like, subscribe, or leave a comment on the video, letting us know what else you would love to see from the world of Marvel Champions. You can also join us on our Discord, or support our work on Patreon in the links in the description below.